alien spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. annual subliminal deception podcast your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit my name is cody and i'm joined by my pal phil how are you doing good buddy how about yourself not doing too bad uh you know what the conundrum that i've ran into literally today was uh trying to find a vape shop (laughs) where i could purchase a product because they're literally all closed around here now i don't i don't know if you've been running into that problem I have. Uh, the vape shop that I buy my fluid from normally, which is just up the street, is closed down uh, since March 31st. So I'm having to go to one that I only buy my uh, accessories from, which is Kidney Punchers. So I'm going to okay. have to go there for fluid, even though it's a little more expensive. They're the only one that's open. They have an outdoor tent set up, so. You know what? I, I was uh... – yesterday I went to like three different businesses that were all closed. And today, luckily I called, uh, this one shop really nice, uh, you know, mom and pop shop. And luckily they're doing home delivery or whatever. So I bought, I bought a ton of it to, uh, try to make it the next month. So that's good. Yeah. Just stock up, I guess. Cause you never know when they might close down. No, no, absolutely. And then, I mean, I, I was like, well, we, you know, we could quit, but it's going to be a grumpy household for about three days here. So let's try to let's try to hold that off for now. <laughs> yeah. Anything that like anyone needs, if you know, if you need to smoke cigarettes, vape, if you've got that nasty heroin addiction, just keep doing it. Just <laughs> we're just going to ride this through people. <laughs> I can't imagine that uh, heroin addicts or I was, I was actually thinking about this. Do you think drug dealers are worried about COVID-19? Nah, nah, I don't think so. I don't think they're worried too much about it. <laughs> anyway, Phil, you said you had a few things you wanted to talk about before we dive in the episode here. Oh, yeah. So, uh, obviously, listen to uh, Bumblebutt every week, and I've heard you and Adam talking about how he's a big fan of the 2K video games, the uh, basketball game. Oh, yeah. He loves it. So, so I was on my way home. I had to go buy some new work boots uh, two nights ago, and listening to the radio, just uh, like, whatever music and i thought you know what i haven't listened to in a while espn radio mostly because they haven't had anything to say for the past month so i turned into espn and they're actually doing a a game they're like calling a game and i'm thinking oh it must be some kind of classic game but the weird thing was the game had like way too much action for (laughs) like a normal basketball game and then all of a sudden i hear them say oh wow this 2k gaming experience is really great they really have blah, blah, blah. They start talking about that. I was like, oh, shit. They basically put 2K20 on simulation mode for the Phoenix Suns and just let it run. <laughs> and they were commentating on that. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I've seen a lot of that on ESPN lately, and people people really like it. Yeah. Have you run into that in like your – for? because I know you listen to ESPN radio in Minneapolis. Um, I haven't I haven't listened to them in so long, though. Just because now that I have Bluetooth and everything, it's like I just listen to podcasts 
everywhere oh, I'm gotcha. driving and every everywhere, you know what I mean? So yeah. I, I'd rather listen to a podcast with like maybe one commercial or no commercials <laughs> than like commercials every three minutes. Yeah, that lasts for five minutes. That's true. Ugh, yeah, I know. I was uh I I remember before we were recording Bumblebutt, uh usually last week or the week before, I was asking Adam about two K and then I was telling him when I was visiting you in uh, England and I woke up and you were playing and you were explaining how you can't play too good or else the computer just wins. And Adam was like, yeah, they, they totally do that. Yeah, it's it's fucked up. Oh, I still play it. I don't have the brand new one. But the weird thing is you find an edge, like a way that the computer has like a blind spot to like start beating them. And all of a sudden they fix it. Like, it's almost like the game thinks, like it <laughs> shuts the door on you. But the weird thing is, like, I sound like a crazy person here. They don't use the other team's players to close the door on you. They'll use your own players. So your own team will start fucking up. Oh, I mean, technically, either way, it assists them in winning, right? Yeah, definitely. Those sports games are definitely nine against one it's not five on five so but that's the end of my rant i fucking i love and hate those games yeah i i was the last sports game i played i think it was like madden 16 or 17 i think i got that i got free with my xbox one so Mm. (laughs) that's the last time i i don't like they're fun for a while and then it's like i just kind of get a little bored of them that's just me though yeah, I try not to play Madden games just because of the kind of people you end up playing against, like online. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, the fucking level of assholes. It's even worse than like shooter games. <laughs> Do you? So you play basketball online though? No, I don't. I oh. just play it. I just play uh, the my career mode. Ah. I'm not a huge online unless it's a shooter game. I'm not a huge online fan. Yeah, I don't. I don't blame you. Anyway, uh. We're going to we're going to dive in the episode a little earlier this week just because it is such a long story. Um and anyway, let me tell you about it. Have Phil, have you ever heard of the Dear David story? Uh no, I have not. Okay. So basically what this is, this is kind of I guess this isn't really a necessarily a conspiracy or not, but by the end of this we'll be able to ask is this guy full of shit or is this possibly real? And basically what it is, is the story of Dear David is a ghost story that transpired over Twitter involving the main individual named Adam Ellis. And his Twitter handle was at Moby underscore dickhead. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a very interesting story. It has pictures included it has videos included, um, and as you're going to see, it transpires over about a year, year and a half time span. So what I would recommend is either listen to this episode in, in entirety and then search Dear David and look through all the videos and pictures for yourself or look through the pictures while you're listening to this because it's it's very, I find this story very interesting. Either this guy is a master storyteller or he had some spooky paranormal shit going on in his apartment or whatever. So it's very okay. tantalizing. Yes. I think cool. it, I think it's one of the more interesting ghost stories that have been documented that we've heard in recent years. And I actually heard this 
on a different podcast like a year and a half ago, and I kind of always wanted to talk about it myself. But anyway, we'll uh, we'll start off here. Now, this is the very first tweet Adam sent out on August 7th, 2017. So this is, what, less than three years old at this point. So it's relatively fresh. And he, he typed this. So my apartment is currently being haunted by the ghost of a dead child, and he's trying to kill me. The first time I saw him, I was experiencing sleep paralysis and saw a child sitting in the green rocking chair at the foot of my bed. He had a huge misshapen head that was dented on one side. I did my best to draw it. Now, Phil, I have the link for you. Do you see the drawing right in the beginning there that he drew? Uh, Of the kid with the dented in head? So I am right now, I just opened it, and I see the the Twitter handle at Moby Dickhead. Yes. And I'm scrolling <laughs> down. How far down is it? It's uh, not very far down from the link I gave you. You'll see the tweets and then a black and white image of the cartooned kid with a dented in head. Yep, I see it. Uh, definitely a, a very large head for his small body, and it looks <laughs> like he got in a fight with a Buick. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're saying the Buick probably won that fight. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> He's definitely got uh, a large, looks like some kind of object smoked him in the side of the head. <laughs> well, we're going to learn a lot about that particular dent. It's very important to the story. Now, anyway, um, now David, in his first dream, the child uh, had shambled towards him while he was in a state of paralysis. Now, Phil, if I remember correctly, you've said you've had sleep paralysis before, right? Yep, just once. So, did you did you see dented head kids coming at you by chance? No, I saw a probably seven and a half, eight foot tall, uh, I don't know, alien or monster or something. <laughs> big lengthy arms, big <laughs> lengthy legs, very thin. That's probably scarier than this little kid. Yeah, I'm, it's all pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, just just keep in mind that Ellis claims he's suffered from sleep paralysis for quite a long time. So just keep that in mind. Now, a few nights later, he had another dream involving a little girl who told him that he was dealing with Dear David. Now, the girl went on to tell him that David is dead and explained the rules of interacting with David, which are he only appears at midnight. If you see him, you can only ask him two questions as long as you say, dear David, beforehand. And if you ask a third question, he'll kill you. This is what the little girl told him in his dream, okay? All right. So a few days after that, Ellis had a dream involving David and asked him a few questions. He asked, Dear David, how did you die? The little boy replied, An accident in a store. Ellis then asked, Dear David, what happened in the store? The little boy said, A shelf was pushed on my head. Then Ellis asked, Who pushed the shelf? Now, according to Ellis, David does not respond at this point, And then Ellis is immediately awoken and has the feeling of, like, crippling fear over him for asking three questions because the little girl said that he'd get killed if he asked too many questions, right? So Yeah, well, well, technically that third time he didn't say, Dear David, so I don't think that counted. 
in the little rule book. That's that's very that's a good point. Actually, I figured either he asked too many questions or he was pissed because he didn't say dear David or maybe he doesn't answer unless you ask dear David. Yeah, I really according to the rules, it sounds like you have to say dear David. So I don't think that one counted. (laughs) So that probably saved his life for the night. See, at this point, it sounds like a fucking creepypasta or something, right? But it's yeah. not until, like, the um, pictures and stuff start coming in that it gets really interesting. So, now naturally curious, Ellis begins to search the internet for the story of a little boy named David or Daniel, Dylan, Devin, or something like that, uh, who may have died in a store in New York, right? But he couldn't locate locate anything. And around this exact same time period, the people who lived above him had just so happened to move out. So he decided to move up to their apartment, okay? All right. Now, after he did this, the paranormal activity seemed to really calm down. So Alice thought in his mind that perhaps David was either only haunting that apartment or had lost track of him or something, right? Yeah. So... That lasted for a little while, like we said, and then Ellis tweeted out a picture of his cats looking under the front door and claims that they had been doing this for at least four nights at this point, almost as if they are seeing something standing outside the door into the hallway. Now, if you look, scroll down a little more, you can see the pictures of the cats staring out the fucking out the door hole or whatever. Now, Ellis uh, claims naturally he got curious, so... He peered through the peephole and he swears he could see something move on the other side of the door, almost like something new that he spotted it. So he opened the door, turned on the hallway light, and obviously nothing was there at all. Now, for the next few days, the cats continued to just sit and stare at the door, usually around midnight. Midnight, You remember... We talked about the legend he only appears at midnight. It's weird that the cats are just sitting there staring. And yes. lo- and you can probably see on the link um, the videos of the cats literally just staring at the door, kind of meowing like cats do. Um, and at this point, Ellis takes a few pictures through the peephole. Now, this picture here, you might be able to see it. He claims, or his internet followers claims that you can kind of see a silhouette of something in the picture through the people, but again, it's a people. There could be a smudge. There could be anything on there. To me, it doesn't really look like much, right? No, it doesn't. So there, the pictures later on will start to become more apparent of what's in the picture, and not that shitty picture there. Now, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say right off the bat. I mean. Cats are fucking weird. Anyone, I've owned a cat at one point, it was like a year, and it ran off on me, found itself a, a better home than mine, so <laughs> I was happy with that. But cats just do weird stuff. Like, some people say that cats can see, like, paranormal shit, ghosts and spirits and whatever, but they're just, they're weird. Oh, I I, I think in their little brains, they're always looking for something to kill, so that's probably why every little thing is catching their attention. Although, I've never had any of uh, our cats just stare outside of a door for multiple hours on end. A closed door. A a closed door, mind you. Yeah, when my cat wanted to go outside, it would bother me. It would just stare out at a door, and it would hear shit outside, and then 
go up to a window and chatter its teeth, but that's pretty much it. See, if the like you can see in the pictures, the cats are like trying to look underneath the door crack too, which is kind of weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a little because usually cats do the thing where they put their paw under the door and try and, you know, swipe or something. Do the swipe. Yeah. Where they try to grab shit. (laughs) Anyway, uh, again, the cats are just every night continuing to stare at the front door for Ellis. And uh, one of his followers apparently has seen too many movies and say, put a salt line in front of the door to block any entities from coming in, but that doesn't help at all. Yeah, the excellent TV show Para, uh, Supernatural. That's <laughs> what they uh, they used a lot of salt in that show. Are they, did they use the the excuse that a demon won't enter because they have to count every grain of salt? No, it was just the. I think the the salt acted just as a barrier and wouldn't allow ghosts in. See. I was watching this movie called uh, Satanic Panic on uh, Shudder. You might actually be into that one. Um, but they put salt in front of like windows and doors and they claim that a demon or whatever won't enter your premises until they've counted every single grain of salt. So oh, that's so why they've got the o- they've got OCD. Yeah, basically. So that's why they won't come in. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, is it even yeah. possible to count every grain of salt? They take a long time. That must be why it's, uh, unless they're one of those genius kids who you basically just drop like thousands of pennies on a table and they just instantly look and count them all. (laughs) I think those are called Terminators. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or T-1000, sorry. Let me use his proper (laughs) name. (laughs) (laughs) T-1000s. All right. So Ellis decides to start using something he refers to as a sleep app and a sound app. Uh, to record while he's sleeping. And on the morning of August 11th, 2017, he picks up 33 different sounds. Now, most of them were just stupid things, nothing uh, uh, to mention, but three of them kind of caught his attention. Essentially, what they are is there's like kind of static in one. You can kind of hear a thumping in another, but he has cats, so it's kind of hard to... Take that one serious. And another one almost sounds like a, a disembodied voice. But, okay. But again, if you go to this website, you can listen to them and hear for yourself. I didn't really think it was anything of note, if I'm being completely honest. So I didn't really worry about it. Now, uh, jumping to the following day, August 12th, Ellis claims he needs to uh, get out of this haunted apartment for the weekend and... While taking a selfie for uh, a post, apparently you can see a we- weird figure in the pane of glass. Now, you can probably see this in his pictures here. I Again, I think you're really stretching to try to put a face in that selfie picture because I don't really see it. Um, but I don't know. What, what do you think, Phil? I think it's one of those deals where if you really want to see it and you'll see told it. where to find it, then you'll see it. Yeah. But I don't. Yeah, I'm looking at the panes of glass. I'm zooming in and it's just a weird reflection coming yeah. from that window. Yeah, I don't. I I personally don't see anything yet. So the yeah. like the the pictures later on are a lot more apparent. So some of these first ones are just kind of like, eh, you know, anyway. 
Two days later, on August 14, 2017, Alice returns home with a Fuji Max Instax, <laughs> Instax, Instax, I don't know how you say, Mini 9 camera. Uh, he's going to try to use this to catch pictures of the entity. So he snaps a few pictures and they develop perfectly fine. Um, You've probably seen this camera at, uh, they use them a lot at like weddings, I've noticed. They get the camera. People who are celebrating at the reception, whatever, take pictures of themselves, and then the couple can have them for, like, their uh, scrapbook or whatever. Have you seen those yep. before? Yep. Pretty common. Now, Ellis tries to take some pictures down the hall, and the weird thing is they come out completely black, like they won't develop at all. Now, he figured, hey, I probably just put my finger over the lens or something, you know, it happens. So he takes several more pictures of down the hallway picture with his finger over the lens and then a picture down the hallway again. And every single one comes out black. So I, I, it's really weird. Now, he, he also posts a video of himself taking a picture. He video, takes a video of him taking a picture down the hallway and it coming out uh, black, right? So. Yep. It's a little, it shines a little light on proving that he's not full of shit. But again, an interesting thing I noted was when he took the picture, he never turned the camera around. He just set it down and took the photo. So it is possible he could have had something blocking the lens when he took yeah. the picture, but you can't see it. You know what I mean? He didn't show that there wasn't any like shutter on the front of it. Correct. Exactly. So it's a little little bit like yeah, he probably should have turned it around or something but yeah now oddly enough the he took a picture with his iphone right came mm -hmm. out completely fine and then he took a picture with the fuji camera but standing back a ways now the room's illuminated but the hallway is pitch black in the photo can you see that one the comparison photos it's down uh... a little bit there Yep, I see it. Okay, so you see the iPhone one on the left, it's lit up. The one on the right is black. But again, he could have turned off the hallway light. You know what I'm saying? If you look close at it. Yeah. But if you scroll down a little more and some of his fans severely brighten the image and you can see the silhouette of something there, right? Can you yep. see that? Yep, I can see it. So... That to me that that's kind of weird. Um, I mean, it's possible you can stage that, obviously, but it's kind of a weird thing. Uh, seeing that weird silhouette there. There's a lot of like silhouette pictures in this story, so I thought that one was kind of interesting. So yeah, it's definitely it's definitely the figure of somewhat like the someone's shoulders and their head. Yeah, it's. I mean, they kind of shittily draw paint over it but you can see kind of what they're talking about yeah it, it kind of looks like someone's standing there but uh i i'm kind of curious why he doesn't like uh the fuji camera but he doesn't mind the iphone yeah Your maybe it's that is. something how it develops <laughs> i don't know i don't i have no idea <laughs> i don't know anyway so ellis at the on the uh advice of his followers on august 14th Decides he should sage and smudge his apartment. Are you familiar with this process? No, I'm not. 
Okay, so in the paranormal world, uh, a smudge or saging, as far as I know, a smudge is basically sage wrapped up really tight, and you burn it in a place you believe is haunted, and it's supposed to cleanse the house of spirits. It's a very common practice. I have seen that before. Yeah, it's a, it's the belief that if you have a entity in your house or a bad entity or whatever, if you if you burn this smudge, uh, take the smoke all around the apartment, it'll get rid of what's ever in there, at least for a little while. But the interesting thing is he did this, and he it did help him for quite a while. According to David, um, he... He didn't have any any sort of dreams at all about it, right? Yeah. Until he had a dream where it was though is he was like surrounded by smoke, um, but there was a figure inside of the smoke, but it was much smaller in size, still at the chair, just staring at him. Like if you think, if you can kind of think to the point of like, how how can I say this? Like, the smoke from the sage is, like, blocking him out from invading his dreams. I don't... If that makes sense. I don't... I Maybe that's what he's trying to get at. I don't really know. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of weird. So, what you're saying is he dreamed that there was, like, smoke that oh. was behind the smoke wall. Right. Is that what... Right. Oh, okay, I gotcha. So, he was just dreaming about the smoke. Yes, um, yes, yes. Yeah, it could be. I mean, the one thing... All of this is he's only seen this thing with his own eyes in his dreams. Yes, right? so far. Okay. Yes, yes, so far. Yeah. Yes. Later on, it escalates. So okay, just, gotcha. So far, that's all he's seeing. Um, but <clears throat> it's kind of a. I always thought it was kind of an interesting note about his dream. I don't know, but yeah. Well, no, it's just it's one of those things where it's like, oh yeah. You know, there's been weird shit going on. Well, what's been happening? Well, my cats are acting funny. Well, your cats, you know, they're cats. They're going to act funny. And I have these weird dreams. And it's like humans have weird dreams. <laughs> but it's it's just getting to this point. This is my thinking. But if yep. weird shit happens later on, then okay. The, the, the things escalate throughout the story. That's why I'm saying at the very end, we can kind of decide whether we think he's a genius storyteller or... Maybe this shit was actually happening, but uh, we'll we'll get through and and make a decision there. So on yeah. the on the night of August nineteenth, uh, Ellis had fallen asleep earlier than he usually would have. I think it was like a Friday he mentioned, but he would have another dream about David. This time, David was pulling uh him through him through some sort of a old abandoned warehouse. What is interesting about this particular dream was when he woke up the following morning, he had a huge bruise on his arm that you can see in the photo. Almost like David was pulling him in the dream and managed to hurt him in real life, I guess. Uh, Maybe this is like some fucking Freddy Krueger shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, But can you see that in the picture, his arm with the bruise on it? Yep, I could see it. So there's that. Now... The same day, he he gets up uh, and he walks to get breakfast and he he walks past this old warehouse that's used for car repairs. Now, Ellis claims he's lived here for four years and every single day, this place is jam-packed to the brim with fucking cars in it. But this particular morning, it's completely empty and the only thing that's sitting there is a single green chair, which kind of... 
the green chair and the green chair in his room or whatever. I think that's where he's correlating it. So it's like this business or whatever just got up and packed overnight and left. That's what he's yeah. kind of pointing at. So it's just a weird coincidence, I guess. People go out of business, it happens. About a week later, on August 25th, Ellis started getting uh, spammed by calls listed as no caller ID. Now, according to Ellis, he figured this had to be just one of those automated robocall things, right? We we all get them. They won't stop. Yep. They now, all suck. Uh, now, according to him, what you should do is pick them up and let them read the message, then hang up, then they'll quit calling. I don't. Is that true? No, God, no. Picking up the phone is the worst thing you can do because that means it's an active number. They're going to keep calling you. Yeah, but they keep calling me anyway. No, that's yeah. Just don't answer them and they'll slow down and eventually hopefully they'll go away. <laughs> if if you pick up the phone, that means that someone it's an active number. Someone's going to pick up. So then you'll get thrown into the active rotation. Don't pick up. Don't pick them up. You know, you know what call I've been getting spammed by constantly? Uh, Liberty University. Never signed up for Liberty University. Never wanted any interested in Liberty University. I don't know. They just keep spamming me over probably, and over and over. You probably signed up for something in the past and gave your phone number. And then they sold it to a group that takes phone numbers and sells them to, you know, spammers and marketers and shit. So that could be they they think they do think my name's like Crystal or Destiny or something. So, yeah, the person who owned my number <laughs> before was named Renee and uh, Renee apparently has the worst health. Pro she has to be dead because of all the health <laughs> problems that they keep sending her shit about. And even when I tell these I when I first got the phone number, I was telling these people like you know, she doesn't have this phone number anymore, blah, blah, blah. And then they were asking me, it was about, you know, health insurance for old people or people who are disabled and shit like that. And they're like, well, are you interested in this? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I'm 30. At the time I was 33. It's like, I'm 33 and completely healthy. They were still <laughs> trying to sell me insurance for a fucking senior citizen. <laughs> hey, always a sale. Yeah, always be true. selling. What is it? AB. I was going to say ABC, but I was always not, be closing. Yeah, always be closing. That's what yeah. this guy was doing right here. Always be closing. Yeah, definitely. Now, but getting back to this shit. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Ellis did pick up. Now, at first he claims he didn't hear. He listened for quite a while, but there was nothing but a little static and silence. So he listened for a while and he thought he thought he could hear some breathing and when he was just about to hang up, he heard a small, weak voice whisper, hello. So in a panic, Ellis hung up the fucking phone. I mean, that's creepy. I don't care who you yep. are. That's creepy. He let the demon in. Yeah, he did. He fucked up. You never answer the phone. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's your mom. You don't answer it. <laughs> yeah. What are you, crazy mom? Text me. It's 2020. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I prefer texting. I, I don't like talking on the phone that much. I, I don't know. How about you? Um, if I just have like some quick, like it's going to take 30 seconds and I don't want it to be a seven hour texting conversation, mm. I'll just call quick. Mm -hmm. Now, but, yeah. would it be creepier for you if you got a creepy text message or a creepy phone call? Uh, ooh, creepy phone call. Yeah. It's a lot more personal, I think. 
Yep. Because if I got a creepy text message, it's like, oh, it's just it's just one of those the fucking spamming companies trying to fuck with Renee. I I remember. Uh, God, this was years ago, but apparently in the middle of the night when I was sleeping, I texted on uh, my, my one of my good friend Nick's wife, and I was like, what? And I looked at it, and it was looked like some satanic writing or some shit. It was the creepiest shit ever. I'm like, I do not remember, because it was sent at like 3 in the morning or something. That's weird. Just claim Ambien. Yeah. Be like, be like oh, sorry, I, I I started taking Ambien recently, and I, fuck, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I was sleep texting. It was the weirdest thing. Yeah, that is odd. Yeah, uh, I wish I still had that message. I I don't. I'm. I should see if it's in my records. If I haven't, I doubt it is. But anyway, now <laughs> on August twenty eighth, Ellis decided to set up a pet cam for his cats uh, that turns on whenever there's motion detected. Okay. Now, right. a few weeks prior, that green chair that he had in his bedroom that David was always sitting on, he decided to do a little redecorating and he moved that chair into the living room now in the video posted on his twitter chat or his twitter messages i should say or whatever his tweets i I don't even use twitter so maybe it's his tweet i sound like an old man right now but if you watch the video it's really calm and then all of a sudden you start seeing that chair rocking back and forth do you see that one phil yeah do you want me to turn the video on yeah, there's no sound. Go ahead and give it a watch. Okay. It's almost like a GIF, but uh, you can see it just slowly starts rocking there. Yep, I see it. Again, all this stuff, he could technically be doing something to cause it. Okay, we're not saying that's not plausible. Um, now, in the f- next video, right down from that one, you can see you're watching it, exact same thing and everything, and all of a sudden, the little turtle shell he has on the wall right above the bookcase just falls off. Just falls off for no reason at all. It's really, really weird. I don't know. I guess stuff falls off the wall eventually. But uh, considering what he's claiming is going on in his apartment, it's a very peculiar thing to happen, right? Yeah, definitely. Did yeah, I just I just turned that uh, turtle shell video on and it just fell down. Yeah, basically, pretty... I mean, if you believe in paranormal and hauntings and all this, that's pretty common. Shit gets moved or falls off or whatever. You know, it's not biggest deal in the world. So jumping to September 5th, uh, his nanny cam caught his cats getting spooked by something. And when you look really close, basically his one cat, his main cat, that is the one that's getting bothered the most is called is named Maxwell. Now, Maxwell is a three-legged cat that I'm assuming he adopted or something, right? But in mm-hmm. the video, it's almost like something, I don't want to say attacking the cat, but something is like underneath its leg or something, and it does a weird spinning attack thing. But if you look closely in the video, when the cat does that, that green jar on the table uh, spins and moves a little bit. Do you see that video? Yeah, I saw it. So, again... Kind of interesting. The cat definitely looks at the green jar, too. Yeah, so... When it moves. It's, uh... Now, we can say this. If you have, like, a wet surface, and you have a glass item on there, and you don't touch it at all, sometimes it is possible for them to move a little bit or whatever. That's... That can happen to anybody. I don't know. I can't remember what they call it, but that's... 
entirely possible for that thing to move. But how fast this thing spins and moves is a little weird, um, right? Yeah, it wouldn't. So, like, condensation, if there's, say, if it's, um, like, condensation that forms underneath the, like, around the bottom of the glass, it might move a little bit, um, like, on the water film. But it did move kind of, like, in an odd way. It spun and it, yeah, like, it did a spin and then it moved a little bit. Yeah, so. it's it, it's a little weird. Uh, again, he could fake it, but uh, it, it's, it's a weird thing. Uh, yeah. Now, jumping to September 11th, uh, Ellis posted a video of him moving through his living room into the room that's past it. I'm assuming it's a dining room or something. So he goes out of frame, and then all of a sudden, the little cactus plant he had on the shelf just falls off. And the weird thing is, it's the shelf where the turtle shell had fallen off in an earlier video. So... Again, I don't know what it is about this particular area that apparently the ghost doesn't like, but something's going on here. And I think that table there is the same one where, like, the green jar spun in the cat thing and the chair moving. So it's all kind of, like, happening in this little area right here. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Well, before, that is, that's where he had the the green rocking chair. Yeah. Um. Now he's got a... I thought it was because of that green chair, but now he's got a little end table sitting where the green chair used to be. Oh, in the cactus video, I didn't even notice that. I Maybe he got rid of the green chair altogether. I don't know. Yeah, the green chair's not sitting there anymore. Huh. Well, apparently the kid likes the green chair for some reason. Now, uh, on September 16th, Ellis had another bad dream about a decapitated head with its spine still attached laying right next to him now he almost made it sound like this might have been a bout of sleep paralysis as well so dream sleep paralysis however however you want to take it now apparently ellis asked this decapitated head with spine uh what happened to you and the head replied to him it feels great don't know <laughs> Interesting convert. I feel like that's something you'd see on goddamn Beetlejuice. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It feels great. The heads moaned. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Don't know. Still though, that's that's his dream. That's yeah, true. Very true. Good point. Now, after he woke up, uh, Ellis decided to walk down to the local bodega to get some fresh air, uh, which took him right past that uh, warehouse I had mentioned earlier. Now, according to Ellis. As he was walking by it, something slammed on the metal door. It's like the metal grate door. You know what I'm talking about? Metal garage door. Yep. yep. Something slammed up against that right when he was walking by. Now, according to Ellis, there is a grated window right next to that door. So Ellis quickly snapped a photo of the inside and ran off. Upon viewing the photos later... You can clearly see there's a bunch of insulation, a filing cabinet, and a ripped up leather chair. Now, if you look really close at the photo and enhance it like his fans or followers would do, you can kind of see the shape of David and then two beady red eyes in the back of the picture. Do you see that? Let me... Well, yeah. So, I you see two beady red eyes. Well... Can you I don't know. Can you see where they drew on it? Yeah, I see where they drew on it. So the insulation is. 
Yeah, it, I see this is another one where they might be stretching a little bit. So in the original picture, I immediately saw the face uh, in the uh, upper right-hand corner. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I saw the face without them drawing on it. Um, and, I mean, I don't really see the indent, but I can see where they might think there was an indent. Yeah. Um, yeah, I see the face. I see the head. Um, yeah, the insulation being the severed head, I don't, I don't yeah, see that, that one. <laughs> that might be a, and, bit, a bit of a stretch there. That's a bit of a stretch because that's insulation. It's you're you're making your own things now. <laughs> and then the the two red eyes. I don't know where they're getting that from. I don't know. Probably just see two little things, two little dots or yeah, something like that. Basic. But yeah, no, I I definitely saw the face. But it's weird that they drew his cartoon face over it instead of what it actually looks like, which is scary enough. That yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're well, actually being like. The, the hint of like a face in that image is bad enough. But then they the weird thing, they put the, the cartoon face on it. They could have just drawn over the silhouette. Yeah. Of what it actually looked like. See, the uh, they they have a name. They have a name for this. And I should have included in here. It's basically if people want to find something hard enough and like, say, a photo or something like that, um, your mind can literally project it on the picture you know what i mean yeah well i say it all the time if it like if you're looking for something you're often gonna find it <laughs> and even though it might not be there you might find it you know with conspiracy right. that happens a lot and it's a very good point this, this ghost shit too it happens a lot there right all right so uh now ellis had been planning a three-week trip to japan on september 22nd and he would depart or he would be gone until October 5th. Now, Ellis claims he was hoping this would cause David to lose track of him, and perhaps when he returned home, paranormal activity would be gone. Now, his trip was fairly uneventful in the paranormal department, except for one incident where Ellis, as you can see in the picture, came upon this weird statue, and there's a child with a dented in head, almost like a sign or something you know what i mean i i don't know i yeah. don't know again he's looking for it he found it so when ellis finally returned home it seems that the activity started right back up almost right away firstly he began to have electrical issues uh two bulbs in the hallway burnt out immediately and he had a led backlight strip that plugged into uh his tv and it started to he described it as he woke up and he saw a flash of light. Went out there, light was gone, and like came back, light came on again, went back out there, and then this LED light had burnt out completely. Like, I don't really know what, I don't know if it's like something that you buy separate from the TV or if it's the TV itself's backlight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, like I gotcha. Like a Wait. decoration light strip or is it the TV's? light strip on the back i've seen people with led strips on the back of their tvs to illuminate like the the wall behind their tv yeah so, so maybe that's, that's not, what it is yeah. he's very I think hipster that's what it is he's very hipster looking so that's probably what it is right yeah i imagine <laughs> and he's got like he's got the kind of decorations that an old person would have in their house right like he's got a lot of got a lot of weird little knickknacks and shit so He's definitely from New York, I'll say that, maybe. 
So yeah. uh, shortly after this incident, Ellis uh, had decided to go to a 24-hour diner and get some breakfast. Uh, when he returned home to get ready for his day, uh, he heard weird scratching noises outside of his front door. So he held up his phone to the people, took a picture. Now, again, looking really close at the picture, it almost appears as if there's someone's ear and their head. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. kind of peering in there. It's this picture is kind of interesting, actually. I thought because you can kind of clearly see that ear right there. Okay, so it's a picture of the people. Yeah, that's through the people, and you can kind. It kind of looks like Smeagol's ear or something sitting there. You yeah, see it? I can see that. Yep, and almost like an eye, and like you can almost see a uh, brow ridge and everything. It's kind of a creepy picture, but. Finally, after this, Ellis decided he's had enough. He called up his friend, who apparently must be some sort of professional, to cleanse his apartment. So he did that for him. And again, his cats weren't gathering in front of the front door. He wasn't having any weird dreams. And literally all the nightmares, paranormal, whatever, noises, everything, just completely gone. And had completely stopped. Um, until... The night of October 26th, Ellis had gotten up to grab a beer and out of his window in the kitchen, he had noticed that someone on was on the roof axis across from his apartment, just staring inside. So he claims he freaked out, dropped down, put his phone up, took a picture. And if you look at these series of pictures, you can clearly see Something is standing there that looks like a little boy. Do you see that, Phil? You can see it when the illuminated one, you can see it's a little boy down, or something sitting there. Down towards the bottom of, like, the window? Yes. Yep, I see it. So, basically what he's saying, he took a series of pictures, this kid appeared in only one of the pictures, and then he disappears in the next picture that he taken. So it's like a quick... Quick thing that he was there and then he was gone. But to me, it looks like a something, a little boy or something sitting there with like a weird outfit on. Yeah. Doesn't no, it? No, I, I get you. Yep. So there's that. Now, jumping to November 5th, Ellis mentions having a dream again about David. Now, this time, since he didn't have that green chair in his room anymore, David instead was sitting on the reclining chair. Uh, good choice, David. Reclining chair, much better than a rocking chair. Yeah. Ellis, <laughs> Ellis is paralyzed again and just watches as David is just staring at him. Now, in his dreams, he picks up his phone and begins to take pictures. And when he woke up the next morning, he had actually taken the pictures. Again, when you brighten them up, you can clearly see a child with a dented head slowly moving towards him in the photos. Now, I think these photos are so goddamn creepy. Yeah, they definitely are. I'm scrolling past all of them now, and... They're creepy as shit, dude. Yeah, that's fucking... <laughs> so he he took these while he was dreaming? According to him, he did, yes. While he was dreaming, he took these pictures. He was dreaming that he was taking pictures, and then he actually... Had the pictures on his phone, according to Ellis. I don't know. Yeah, I I wouldn't fucking live there anymore. <laughs> so he he posted these pictures. Like I said, Ellis 
went silent for quite a bit on Twitter. When he finally came back, he claimed he was trying to figure out the logistics of the building itself. You know, find out what the hell is going on here. Now, yeah. he found out that um, this is pretty common. It used to be an old house that was converted into a duplex. Not that odd. So, basically, in his side of the building, it's literally only him. Now, Ellis uh, had started to hear those noises coming from above his apartment. Now, what is weird about this is that, according to him, there's no way to access the roof. And there in the hallway, as you can see in the pictures, there's a creepy ass looking hit or hatch above the stairwell. But it would you'd need probably like a, I would guess, 20 foot ladder to get up to it. Yeah, exactly. Now, upon a closer look, you can see that there is about a in through the hatch. There's about a three foot crawl space through this hatch before you can actually get onto the roof. So naturally curious, Ellis, uh, Claims he orders a pole so he can open up this hatch. So finally, on November 28th, after being awoken by a large crash above him that he claimed sounded like a fucking bowling ball hitting the ground, Ellis decided to take his camera and finally try to open up this hatch. In the video, when he opens up the hatch, something immediately falls out. And when he retrieves it and brings it back to the camera, it's a small leather child's shoe that is looks super super fucking old. Okay, I'm listening. I'm watching the video right now. You can probably hear it. Uh, there's a little bit of audio in the background, but yeah. I'm watching it right now. So, yeah, take a gander at it and let let me know what you think. You can hear him kind of opening it up right now. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why he had to order a pole. Couldn't he just go buy one from like a hardware store? <laughs> yeah, that actually looks like the creepy fucking attic thing uh that i used to have in my bedroom remember that's what i was that's what i was thinking yeah Yeah. the little uh it was a creepy ass hatch like that yeah and then you so i'm seeing i'm seeing the shoe and yeah that's definitely an old it looks like it's been there for about a fucking hundred years (laughs) so i I wouldn't say that's a fresh pair of jordans by any any stretch of the imagination no Um, if he did if he did make that it is an exquisite fake yeah like that's great i like it i don't know i don't it's weird it is weird that the second he opens it it falls out immediately but yeah that'd be hard to stage that wouldn't it yeah i mean unless he had a ladder and he had been working towards it uh it could be that that's i mean it, well it, 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 this might not have been the first video he shot of it so that's true that's true you and i are remaining quite skeptical here, but it's uh, it's still very odd. So naturally, Ellis wanted to get up there, so he called the landlord and said, hey, can you bring a ladder and see what the hell's up there? I, apparently the landlord didn't even fucking know. Uh, so the landlord comes over, gets the ladder, peers up there, and he says, there's nothing up here. It's just bare, empty. But he does grab one little item, and it's a small, tiny, little green marble. And marbles can be kind of creepy because it's like old timey Pokemon, I guess. Yeah, it's what they it's what kids did for fun, apparently. Now, after this incident, everything was fairly quiet outside of uh, Ellis wasn't sleeping that well, but he doesn't really mention nightmares. He just wasn't sleeping that well. Then on December 6th, the paranormal paranormal activity started up again. Ellis kept waking up feeling like someone had been watching him. 
So he set up uh, the app on his phone that would take pictures every 60 seconds, set it on a bookshelf nearby that would be pointed at him while he was sleeping, and the chair where David would appear. And these are probably the creepiest pictures of the entire saga. Basically what it captures is David's in the chair, David, again, slowly moving towards him on the bed. And then it looks like David is standing on the bed with Ella sleeping right there, kind of just staring right down at him. And then the very, very last photo, it's almost like David comes by the camera and you can kind of see just the the top of his head and a piece of his ear and his like his creepy hair and everything. You see that? Yeah, I'm scrolling through the pictures now. I think... To me, these are the creepiest pictures of all of them. Like, these ones are the creepiest ones, I think. Yeah, you can see the top of his head. I'm watching the video right now. Mm. Oh, like the gift of all the pictures put together? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a very, very elaborate hoax. I'll give him that if he did all this. Like, how did he get that little kid in there? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, if he knows someone with a little kid and... (laughs) it's definitely it's well okay i'll say this it's definitely the same kid that was uh in the other pictures yeah it's i don't what does he go around asking people if they have a kid with a dented in head like yeah the kid's definitely got a dented in side of his head (laughs) like it's pretty apparent uh and it's weird though because that last picture taken where the kid is right next to the, the camera like you can see so well. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it looks like in the picture, it looks like a super old person fucking's like hair. That's all falling out and they're all wrinkly or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just yeah. The, the hair is like really sp- like sparse. Like there's no, like, it's almost like, uh, trying to think of, you know, like whenever Donald Trump's hair, like <laughs> the wind catches it. And you can see right through to the scalp because there's like no depth to his hair. It looks like that. Like there's just, it's so thin. Yeah, I know. I, I The first person that came to my mind was Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With his like, he's got like just a few strings holding on up top. Yeah. Yeah. I know you and I probably are both going to get to that point, but goddamn, we got to. We got to hold out for as long as possible. Or I, I have to hold out as long as <laughs> possible. Yeah, you have to hold out because my hair is already. <laughs> I'm shaving it down to the fucking nub already. So, Well, you're not bicking it, though. No, I'm not bicking it. But <laughs> yeah, it's I basically I, I set up my uh, my my electric trimmer. I pulled back the guard a little bit so I could basically just get right down to the skin. So, well, I so it's going to be another month before I can get a haircut here. And that's even if they open up the state. I don't know that cases of coronavirus are like skyrocketing right now but yeah. uh i've considered just fucking taking my electric shaver and just going for it because my hair is a fucking jungled mess it is a nightmare didn't your mom used to cut your hair yeah but i i don't even think we can travel or we're not supposed to travel in between states or anything oh really i don't think they're gonna have fucking sheriffs at the fucking border though probably not but uh to be with coronavirus, there's a lot of it that you should be, uh, what is it? Use your moral compass to kind of help out the rest of society. Yeah. Just put a, just put a fucking two inch guard on it and do the whole thing. 
I could. I should. I don't know. I've considered it's a nightmare, but I've never shaved my head before, so I don't know. Yeah, just do it. It's fucking very liberating. (laughs) Watching all the hair fall off your head. It's great. I'll be like Natalie Portman in V for Vendetta. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, uh, after this incident, between December 20th and December 26th, Ellis traveled to Montana to spend the holidays with his family. Now, he was feeling better for a while while away from uh, his apartment, but all of a sudden, one night, he started to feel a little off. So he got up to use the bathroom and felt like someone was staring at him through the bathroom window. So the following morning, he got up and checked, and in the snow, you can see in the pictures, there's little kid footprints in the snow leading away from the bathroom window. Almost like uh, David was there staring at him while he was peeing. I don't know. Making fun of his pee-pee? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I got a bigger dick than that, Ellis. Come on. (laughs) So after Ellis returned home, he continued to use his app to take pictures while he was sleeping, but nothing had happened for quite a while, until the night of January 2nd. He remembers once again having a particularly bad nightmare And when he woke up, he looked at his phone, and there was new photos. What he sees was what looks like David either lying on top of him or floating right above him. It's kind of a trippy picture. After this, uh, two more events transpired. One, Ellis was taking an Instagram selfie with a friend that seemed to glitch, and it almost appears as if a face appears in the image, which is, I don't, I mean, that could happen, I guess, on technology. The second one was a mysterious video uh, posted of his cat, again, meowing at the door, but the video was shot from the floor, and according to Ellis, he claims that he didn't post this video, it just kind of showed up on his feed. Okay, I'm watching the video right now. Yeah. That's the sound in the background. So he claims he never shot this video. That's what he claims. And they kind of lean at something where the cat like turns its head and it looks like David's face is on the cat's face or something. But I, I didn't really see that. So I, yeah, I, I really don't know. Just kind of hmm. a, again, he could fake this, but I, I don't know, I guess. Well, so I don't know. This is, I don't know that much about cats, but I've heard that when cats aren't around humans, they don't meow. Because I've heard that only cats only meow to get humans' attentions. Like, they don't meow at each other or, you know. Yeah. And the, the cat definitely turns around and meows at the the phone or the camera or whatever is taking this video. So I'm guessing that there was a human. In there? Whether in there, in the room somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It might be the ghost or it might be <laughs> David or the, my, the human. I don't uh or someone taking a video of it. So right. See, um, the, the, I just I just know that like supposedly cats don't meow at like nothing. Yeah, I I I mean I don't know if that's necessarily true because I can definitely confirm that our cats you'll hear them meowing in a different room for no reason, and then hmm. but then again I've heard they do that when they're like I don't want to say lost, but they're like trying to get your attention or something. Yeah, I've heard that cats only meow when they're trying to get a human's attention. Yeah. Well, what I was hearing is they try to simulate a baby's noise or something. Or something like, I've also heard that when cats do the little, like, kneading thing, 
on your leg when they when they press their paws into you. It, it's like a uh, a thing that kittens do. They're trying to be cute like a kitten to get you to like them. I thought the kneading was uh, that's how they get milk out of the mother's nipple. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, when they're when they're a kitten, they do that, but they stay like they keep doing that because they think humans will think it's cute. <laughs> You're giving cats a lot of credit here, Phil. Dude, I you know I'm not a huge fan of cats, and I they do a lot of. When I had a cat, I was trying to figure out what the fuck it was doing, like, <laughs> why it was doing all this weird shit. It's, so it's playing 4D chess with you, apparently. Yeah, apparently <laughs> they. Well, you know, cats think that they're smarter than humans. It's, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. They think that they're the master in the relationship. Like, <laughs> you are definitely their servant. Oh, absolutely. But anyway, we just got a little bit here uh, left. Basically, after the last event, everything was fairly quiet on Alice's end. Uh, he claims that he left his job and was moving on to other things, but not really reporting any more phenomena uh, like he had so many times before this. So people... It was a weird thing in his tweets that people were starting to think that he was possessed or something at this point. I don't really read it in his tweets and he doesn't really mention it. I don't. It's almost like the story stopped, I guess. Yeah. But jumping way forward here uh, on June 6th, uh, 2018, Ellis makes an announcement that the Dear David story will be written into a screenplay for a film and produced by... Dan Lin, who made It, the remake, and written by Mike Van Waz, who is another apparently acclaimed um, horror writer or whatever. So they must have liked the story and they were going to turn it into a movie or something. But obviously this never happened because it was or maybe it's still happening. I don't really know how long it takes for a movie to go from like screenplay to like filming. Maybe it yeah. takes a year and a half. I have no fucking idea. But uh, the last, very last thing I have right here is a possible belief of who Dear David could be, who the little boy is. There, it, apparently there was a boy named Little Lord uh, Fault Leroy uh, who was murdered in 1921, estimated to be between five and seven years old, and was found dead near a pond near O'Laughlin Quarry in Waukesha, Wisconsin, I think that's how you say it. Uh, Is it it Wabasha? No, 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 no. It's Waukesha. W-A-U-K-E-S-H-A. I think it's Waukesha. A lot lot of Native American uh, names around the Midwest here. Yeah. But anyway, the, uh, the little boy had been struck in the head with a blunt object, and his murder remains unsolved to this day. So they think that bo- little boy murder might be this ghost. Where did Adam Ellis, where did he live exactly? In New York somewhere. New York okay. City somewhere. I don't know. I don't so know. So is there a, I was just thinking that that store must have been around where he lived, where Adam Ellis lived. Which store? Uh, the store that the dear, dear David in his dream, when he said that he was in a store and a shelf got knocked over on top of them. I figured that it must have been like that warehouse next door was a uh, was like a grocery store back in the you know fifties or something mm. like that. I mean that that could be. I mean, okay, if we're gonna believe the shoe is from that kid's time period, that has to be way before the fifties. Or did they wear leather shoes like that in the fifties? 
They had weather. Um, let me go back to that shoe. Let me look at it. That again. looks like a fucking 1910s, 1920s shoe. But maybe they don't have records for if it's that long ago, you know, in New York. I don't know. I would assume he's probably like a Manhattan or like a Brooklyn resident or something like that. I yeah, that definitely does look like it's from the early 20th century, I suppose. Yeah. Pretty so, oh, pretty old fashioned. Uh, so like we said in the very beginning of the episode, he couldn't find any record of a boy being murdered by a shelf falling on him or something like that or being struck in the head. But again, if it's that old, maybe it just wasn't reported or there's not a record of of it or who knows? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get you. It's uh, I mean, like, I don't. I think it's a really interesting story and a lot of the photographs are really crazy. Um, the whole time it has felt like a little bit of a found footage type of situation. Yeah. Cause it seems like he started this whole like stream on Twitter or Instagram because of a weird dream he had like, and he morphed it into like a big elaborate story. Yeah. Well, it's almost like, why would you start a, like I had a weird dream. Okay. And then you kind of look outside and you see something a little bit weird, but would you start an entire like stream off of that? Uh, there's I, also the problem with the photographs. A lot of them is you have to enhance the fuck out of them to see anything. Yeah. Um, that's a little weird. Uh, I mean, I mean, it, it does make sense that like if, if it was dark in there, you would have to brighten it up, but. I mean, I would think of it like this. If, let's say, you were experiencing paranormal stuff or whatever, um, you want, you would probably go on uh, the internet to find solidarity in other people who are experiencing the same stuff as you, though, right? Yeah. I definitely. mean, I guess technic kind of, that's why I do true crime on Bumblebutt or conspiracies on here we connect with people who are into this stuff and they kind of give their two cents on it and whatever else, you know what I mean? So, yeah, but again, maybe he was doing it to try to get internet famous or whatever, uh, which he kind of did, but I don't think there's any sort of financial gain out of it for him, um, outside of the movie, but I don't think that happened or it didn't seem to happen. It would make a great movie though. Um, yeah. But yeah, he could could have just been a really elaborate storyteller. It's hard to say. Some of the pictures are really weird, uh, but some of the other events can kind of be explained. So again, it's just like, to me, it's like every other paranormal incident where it's like, it could be this, but on the same hand, who really knows? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a great story and it's really, I mean, some of those pictures were really freaky. It could have been a, let me, like, imagine if you found, like, a weird, like, old, uh, like, dummy, like, of a child, and, yeah. like, because all of the, it wasn't uh, trying to, I don't know, it's it's something that you could set up, but it would be really hard to set up, and would it be worth it? Right. Like, that's the weird thing. Well, like, think Part like part of my brain's telling me this is all bullshit, but then another part of me is like, but those were some pretty weird fucking photographs. Yeah. Like think, I don't know. I'm kind of conflicted in my head. Think but. of it think of it from our experience here. Remember the weird uh 
creepy audio that appeared on uh, one of our episodes. Oh yeah, but that could totally that was just kind of fun. That could totally be explained away. But yeah, I, it was pretty weird. That's the same. It's the same thing. Technically, yeah, there is a rational thing, and I'm sure there's people who thought we just put that in there for shits and giggles or something. I don't yeah. really know. But again, since we're here experiencing it, we know we haven't tampered with anything that just magically appeared on there. Uh, so, but again, it could be anything. Who the fuck knows? But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't really know. I don't really know if I believe him or not. Um, some of it, I, to me, says paranormal, like you said, and some says this guy could be full of shit as well. But it's a very compelling adventure, uh, nonetheless. So we'll leave it yeah, at that. I, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I do always have a problem when I said it before, but whenever you have like dealing with sleep paralysis and someone thinking that, what happened in your dream must also be happening in real life or they were dreaming. So they saw like a window to, because they were half asleep, half awake yeah. when they had sleep paralysis. It must've been some kind of window into the paranormal world. But I mean, our brains are really like, they do a really good job of fucking with us sometimes. <laughs> so, and you have so many chemicals running through your brain while yeah. you're dreaming and it's, uh, it's fucking weird. I, I know now that I've been kind of working part time, I've been uh getting getting into that uh, nap lifestyle. And yeah. dude, sometimes I'll literally be like, OK, I'm, I'm tired. It's like two, three o'clock. I'm tired. Maybe I'll go take a quick nap. And it's like I don't even I wake up and I don't know if I actually fell asleep or not. Like, it's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people now that there's, you know, people are home laid off or, you know, maybe lost their job or just working from home. Everybody's kind of on that like shut in nap life type shit. You know, I'll, t I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I guarantee. There's a lot more happier people in the world because getting enough rest is uh, I'd say very important. Yeah. But you can almost get too much rest sometimes too. That can fuck that's, with you. That's true. But I would say for the majority of Americans, I'd say they don't get enough sleep from just, working too much so maybe it'll be good for everybody to catch yeah. up on their sleep for now yeah i'm pretty good with a solid like six hours four to six hours the problem is if i hit the snooze button and go back to sleep for like three minutes then i'm just tired as fuck like yeah. i should have just gotten out of bed and you know started my day but <laughs> yeah but yeah about this i mean i like it's good it doesn't surprise me i was also gonna say this too it does not surprise me one bit that he ended the stream with trying to sell the project. Yeah. Like, that's what also is kind of like a little bit iffy for me. Cause yeah, I mean it technically it was like, I think six months after everything ended. Um, and maybe the directors found him and asked for the rights to his story. I, I don't know. It's not uncommon, mm -hmm. I guess for them to make movies about people's alleged real life events. But, that yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't look good. It definitely doesn't look good. But anyway, Phil, if anybody wants to contact us and give us their opinions on the Dear David story, where can they do that? They can hit us up on our email, subliminaldpodcast at gmail dot com. They can also get to us through Instagram. We are at Subliminal Deception Podcast on IG. That's actually the best way to get a hold of us. Uh, Cody and I also have our own Instagram. Uh, 
the counts, I guess you call it. <laughs> Mine's STPod Phil. I hardly check it and barely post anything to it. Uh, Cody, you've got a couple. Yeah, you can follow me on Subliminal. Or, what am I saying? <laughs> you can follow me on or at Cody's Above on my personal Instagram, or you can follow my other podcast, Bumblebutt Podcast. Or if you're looking for more podcasts to listen to, just search for Bumblebutt Podcast on the same platform you're listening to, Subliminal Deception. Yeah. Uh, the last thing we need you to do is to log on to iTunes, leave the show a five star review, or just if you're a Spotify user, just hit that follow button that's uh, apparently as good as a five-star review so thank you to all of those who have taken the time to do that for us otherwise i hope you guys all enjoyed a little paranormal ish story we're probably going to be deviating a little more from the strictly conspiracy or whatever angle so maybe we'll be adding more paranormal and all that to this show uh, but otherwise guys we'll see you next week thanks guys